0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. The title is Smashing the Social Media Mirror. And this is brought to you by a conversation I had the other day with a lady on social media when social media came back to life. Uh, Because, you know, you would have thought with social media going down for, hey, Jennifer, maybe, I don't know, is it six hours you said, Tiff, something like that? Six to eight hours, I don't know. Um, You know, the world came to an end. What would we do without social media and you know you can always ask your parents that if they're still alive because there was no social media there and they survived and oh look the world was a nicer place um so smashing the social media mirror because uh i'm gonna take this time to encourage you ladies about your self-worth and your identity and that is my main purpose here we're gonna be going through some verses and the word of God, because that, that's exactly what we're gonna do. We are not going, we are not going to allow I our identity and self-worth live through the filter of this world, be received by what this world says, by what people say, by their comments, by their likes, by their pictures, by what they post this is where we have to you know put on our big girl pants and be like i'm not going to be moved by what's going on in the world and i don't mean like the situations of what's happening on the news and the chaos and the lies and the evil you know that's been there and it's always going to be there until the lord returns but we have to um keep it in our mindset that that has nothing to do with who you are. God did not create you to make sure your approval is done by man. Uh, God did not create you so that your approval is done by your, your hearts, by how many followers you have, by what filters you have, what, what most amazing holiday table that you have. That is not who you are. Those may be things you like. Those might be things you pop up there. But there's too many ladies in this world. And Christian ladies, we need to know better. Christian women need to know better. We are not to look dejected. We're not to walk around in fear. We're not to walk around in sadness. We're not to feel like we have no purpose. What are we doing here? That is not how a woman of God conducts herself, that's not how she looks, and that's not how she's gonna act. And too many of us get qualified or feel qualified by what is on social media. Feelings get hurt if somebody writes a nasty comment. If somebody doesn't write a comment, then we're thinking about: Are uh, are they okay? Do they like me? Is it what did I offend somebody when I put something out? It's too much caring. It's too much caring through social media. Social media. I feel like everyone just sits on a phone. They're looking through their their screen, and they are like Tiffany right now. She's doing it right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's working back there. <laughs> she's looking at her phone screen she's playing plants versus zombies while I'm doing the broadcast. <laughs> no, and so that's it we look through what's you know we're, we, we're in bed we're waking up this is what we're doing all right do I am I gonna have any notifications are my notifications gonna be on there Well, how many notifications well did they not like the post well maybe what I said they didn't like oh well that what was my hair okay was this the right color okay so I didn't get enough likes on that one what can I do to be better and then are they look through social media and they're looking through people that they follow and they start getting down about themselves well look at that person she's traveling around the world look at that person she just got a brand new this she just got a brand new that and then now their self-worth is defined by what another person has what object they have what materialistic thing is going on totally disregarding totally throwing out who Christ has said you are, and stepping into who Christ has made you to be. Okay, so that's why today we're going to smash the social media mirror. What, we're not going to look at this and say, this is who I am. We're going to do this and say, this is who I am. This is who you are. Look into the mirror of the word of God, not into social media, not into what the world has to say about you, not to their standard, not to what uh, qualifies you to be considered, you know, whatever their titles are in this world. That's not what we're doing. As a woman of God, that is not how we are to conduct ourselves. And so, you know, we don't even know ourselves anymore. We don't even know. The social media shut down the other day, and people didn't even know what to do with themselves. It's like, be present where you are right now. <laughs> be present. Do something with your kids. Go on and do something with your husband. Do something good for yourself. Have 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 a um, self, you know, whatever it is, self help day or something like that. <laughs> no, self care. There we go self-help day, I <laughs> self-care day. What would I do without Tiffany yelling the correct words and verbiage at me in the background? You know, this broadcast would be no good without her. Um, self-help kind of day. It, it, we don't even know ourselves anymore. We were so like, did this person Telling me I'm beautiful? Is this person, you know, approving of what I'm doing as a mom? Is this, you know, w- approving of what I'm doing as a wife? Uh, here's Jennifer. She says, I'm guilty of that. I had a slight meltdown because I couldn't post a pic. Exactly. So, this is what I'm talking about. You, uh, we've gotten so uh, connected to this social media world that when something like that happens, you just said, I felt a slight meltdown because I couldn't post a picture. But so this is what we have to do. We have to do a self-evaluation every day. An introspective look is a hard look. It, it, it really is. It's a hard way uh, to look at things because who wants to look at themselves and be like, mm, I could work on that, mm, I, But you know, in social media world, you pop up a Snapchat filter and you are like fly. You've got the best makeup, your skin is so smooth. You got, you know, the color hair that you're desiring you, for the moment, you know, whatever it is. It changes you in an instant and you feel like, "Hey, I'd rather live in that social media world than where I am right now." Hey hope, so good to see you. Thank you for watching. And so, um, you know, that kind of stuff we're going we're gonna to get rid of, because this is our mirror. This is our mirror. It says, in 1 Corinthians 11 1, we are to imitate Christ. We're not to imitate what's on here. We're to imitate what's coming through the Word of God. <laughs> That's right. I'm having too much fun with my nephew at the house with Snapchat filters. If you you know, you can get people so good, I' love it.) <laughs> we're talking about the filter facing this way, Alex, not the other way. Okay. And so we have to think, is our, is our identity and self-worth living through the filter of this world? Can I post? Can I get on? Can I get, um, you know, can I, can I feel qualified? Am I complete? Am I doing it right? You know, that, that kind of stuff we have to get rid of And realize, i got to find my self-worth. Who am I in Christ? Who has God made me to be? Um, And you have to think, if you never saw another post or received another like, how would you feel about yourself? Would you be content with who you are? Think about it for a second. Would you be good with um, never posting anything else or never seeing another like? What, what, or does that make you feel like a little bit of an anxiety? Does it make you feel like oh, I'm disconnected? I'm just, discon-, you know, I I like the disconnected feel. When I went camping, nobody could get a hold of me. I loved it. I know some people didn't. Tiffany did not love it, but it it was nice because it lets you know like you you've lost control to that. You're not. You, you have the willpower to be like, I, I'm going to have an introspective look on myself. What is it that the Holy Spirit can work on me? And what does Christ say about me? Can you take a piece of paper right now, for you those are watching, can you take a piece of paper right now and write down things, good things about yourself? You know, I, really more people can write bad things that they don't like rather than good things. But the list needs to be switched. Because as, as, as a you know, I've got guys watching, as a man or woman of God, we should be able to spout off things quickly about good things that we love about ourselves, how Christ sees us, how he's made us. But more than likely, if you were to take out a piece of paper, the bad things would come out. The things you dislike the most would have a longer list on the side. But... We're going to smash that today. We're going to smash that because I'm only going to obviously have time to go through a few things, but we're going to smash that because we're going to go through when you feel a certain way, this is what the Word of God says about you. And so the first thing um, I wanted to make mention is how social media, it gives you, a way to create your own name, right? I mean, half the people you probably talk to, it's not even their real name or their real picture. <laughs> so, so you know, but you have to look at it this way. Christ has given you a new name. When you became a new creature in Christ, you don't need to go searching for a new name. You don't need to go searching for a new identity. You don't need to go searching to be a new sex, a new gender. You don't need to be searching for any of that. When you became born again, he gave you a new name. The old things have passed away. The new things have begun. And so in Revelation 2.17, we'll start off with this. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious... I will give some of the manna that has hidden away in heaven, and I will give to each one a white stone, and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it." Stop getting rid of the things God has given to you. He gives us so many gifts throughout the Word of God. He gives us the gift of peace. He gives us the opportunity to walk in joy. He's given us the fruit of the Spirit. The, the, all these gifts he's given us—the gift of of healing, to to walk in faith, to have faith—he's given us these gifts. Don't reject the gifts that God has given to you. Don't look at them and be like, "I'd rather have what the world offers than the gift that God has given to us." You know, even His own Son—he's we, we, he just—he's a giver. He is a giver, and I want all the gifts that God has given to me and so he's given me a new name he's given you a new name he's given you your own identity in Christ and therefore you don't need to go find another one you don't need to go make up another one you don't need you know you don't you don't need to do any of that the enemy can whisper labels in your ear you guys have dealt with that I've dealt with that it's all the stuff you gotta punch them off your shoulder He will whisper, he will whisper uh, labels in your ear. And then that's what you begin to identify with. You are identifying more with the lies of the enemy than you're identifying with the word of God. So that's what we need to get back into. That's what we need to get back into and realize, listen, if, if the word of God doesn't say it, then I'm not going to believe it. If the word of God has not given it to me, I don't want to take it. And so that is exactly how we have to have a mindset of when smashing the social media world. That whatever happens in the digital world, the digital age, that is not my identity. That is not who I am that way. I need a solid foundation of who I am in Christ. Erica, the verse that I just – thank you, Deborah. It will be on the replay. Um, Erica, the one I just read was Revelation 2.17 about a new name. So we've got the the devil, all right, whispering in our ears, giving us a label, giving us an identity. And uh, social media, always going to come and go. One person, look at that. Flip the switch, done. Down, gone. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, my gosh. My life, my pictures, my, my comments, my statuses. That, that's how everyone, that's not your life. That's not your life. This is your life. As a child of God, this is your life right here. This is your life. This is not leaving you. It's here to stay and that's where we have to build our foundation in. So many times the enemy has come and you feel rejected but we have to say, I am his. You might feel rejected, but you can say, I am his. Isaiah 43, 1, do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have summoned you. You are mine. You are not rejected. He sent his son. He sent his only son to the earth for you, for you. You realize if you were the only person that got saved, And every other human being went to hell. He did it just for you. Now, glory to God, we have so many people that are already in heaven and so many people on earth that are Christians that are going to heaven. But if only one person made it, he sent his son, and think about it, just for you. So you're not rejected. You are his. He wants you. He wants to use you. He's given you a purpose in life. He's given you a strength. He's made you. He makes no mistakes whatsoever. And so you are not to feel rejected. You need to reject the lies of the enemy. We're, we're not dealing with that. We're not going to let the devil sit on our shoulder anymore and whisper stupid stuff to us. And we're not going to be stupid and we're not going to believe it. We have to know what the Word of God says. So you feel rejected. You feel you know, I have no self-worth. I, no, I posted something and I put something on any, any of them. I mean, I'm only saying Instagram and Facebook, but, you know, there's like hundreds of social media outlets out there. But everyone's like, I feel rejected. I only got 20 likes on that. And, you know, another one I posted, I got, you know, 150. And so now you're feeling rejected. That's what you're feeling rejected over? No. You are his. You are a precious gift. A child of the King of Kings you are royalty so we're not going around kicking the dirt we're not going around feeling rejected alive the enemy number two there is the feeling of alone you feel alone but you know what God's Word says he's always with you he's always with you he can be everywhere all the time So when he's comforting and taking some care of somebody else over in in France, he can do it right where you are, right where you are in Pennsylvania, right where you are at work in West Virginia, right where you are. When you feel alone, know that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if everybody else has turned their back on you. You have to be content knowing that God is always with you because his word says it. In Joshua 1.9, it says, and a lot of us know this verse, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The verses there in the Bible, not as a suggestion, but as the truth of God's word. So the word of God spoke to me, and it says, For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know what, Hope says it's hard when you go home to an empty home every single day. I have to read my Bible for comfort. And that's absolutely right. You have to stay in His presence, Hope. You have to stay in His presence because there are going to be times where there aren't going to be a physical person around us. There's not going to be a physical person to touch us. There's not going to be a physical person to hold us. There might not be a physical person to talk to us and give you words of encouragement. But that is what the Word of God is for. When you get into His presence, you could tangibly feel Him. When you get into His presence, you feel a boost of confidence and boldness and love and joy and peace. So that's the key right there, Hope. Reading your Bible and staying in His presence by prayer and staying in His Word. If you gotta put on worship music, and sing, you know, around your house. But being in his presence will always make you feel comforted because he died to be your comforter. And so another lie that the enemy will whisper in your ear is, I feel. So I I started all these off with, I feel, because these are things that come out of our mouth and we own it by saying, I. We own these things, okay? So I feel purposeless. I feel purposeless. What am I here for? What what am I even doing with my life? Where where am I even where am I even going to, to go? Okay. I feel purposeless. But God says, so this is what's important. Not what social media says, not what comments from people say, not what the world has to say. Don't listen anymore to the world. Not even, hello, from a different kingdom. Think of yourself as like in a bubble. They're out there, I'm in here. And that's exactly how you have to think. So I feel purposeless, but God says, I was created with a purpose. You were created with a purpose. That is what is so wonderful about being filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll find your purpose. You'll find where You are supposed to go and be in every step you take. Every step you take. You don't have to keep messing up. You don't have to keep trying things, going the wrong direction. You don't have to when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's your guide. Just most people either don't ask him, okay, or they ask him and He answers and they don't like the answer. Most people ask, but they're not listening, and then they ask, they get an answer, but they don't like the answer. You need to ask with obedience. Ask in the front of your mind. Ask the Holy Spirit with obedience, knowing whatever the answer is, whatever he tells me to do, whatever step I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to go, whether I, in my flesh, agree or not, I promise I'm gonna be obedient I promise I'm gonna do it I promise I'm gonna step out in faith that's what we have to do you know we're filled with the Holy Spirit but you have to (laughs) actually be obedient when he speaks to you so you are made with a purpose he created you with gifts and talents he created you to stay with faith so you can step out and do things when you feel like nervous about it or I'm not qualified or I can't do it. So you are created with a purpose, Esther 4.14. Perhaps this is the moment for which you've been created. Think of it that way. Do something that's going to change the people around you, history, going to change your family, going to change your friends, your neighborhood, your workplace. Do something that's going to make a change. Only change people are going to change the world. Um, Psalm 57.2, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Fulfills his purpose for me. So do you think God has left you high and dry? Think about it for a second. Are you blaming God? Does he want to see you fail? Does he want to see you frustrated? Does he want to see you go to the wrong direction? And then now you're taking an extra year to get back to where you need to be? No, not at all. I cry out to God, the Most High God, to the God who fulfills his purpose for me. He is ready to answer you. He's ready to tell you. Psalm 138, 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So the Lord will fulfill his purpose for you. But we have to ask, we have to seek, and we have to be obedient when we get the direction and the answer. Because he makes no mistakes. He's got a purpose for you another uh, identity lie uh, that we say is I feel lost I feel lost I feel lost but you know what God has given you direction I hit on this a little bit with being filled with the Holy Spirit just a minute ago but you can't be lost when you're a spirit-filled Christian I mean yeah I see so many, so yeah, I guess you can. But like I said before, you got an answer and you just didn't listen to it. You got an answer and you just didn't follow the ways. <clears throat> Psalm 119, 105. All of us know so well and can quote that the word, uh, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Okay, so if your word is a lamp, unto my feet and a light unto my path, what are you going down the alley for? Why, Why are you going down the side street? Did he tell you that way? Or were you saying his word? Were you reading his word? Were you believing his word? Were you confessing his word? And every time you do that, here's a spotlight where you need to go. Here's another spotlight where you need to go. Here's a spotlight. Okay? You see what I'm saying? A lamp unto your feet. You're not walking around in a dark area. He doesn't leave you where you have to like kind of feel your way out. No. He he doesn't do that to you. He's giving you the word of God, which is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So your path is going to have light. Your path is going to have direction. But what is it? His word is that. His word is the flashlight. His word is a flashlight. You'll get it and it's a revelation and it takes you to a higher degree and a higher level. And you can do Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Which leads you, that's Isaiah, but leads you over to John, where it talks about the shepherd's voice. He's speaking to us. He did not plop you here on earth. Here you are. You're born. Good luck. No, no. What kind of heaven? What kind of father does that to their natural children? Well, I mean, I don't, we, our heavenly father is way better than any natural father because of who he is. And so he wouldn't just plop you here on earth and say, good luck. Hope you make it to heaven. No, he's given us, a. Uh, He's, he's given us um, armor for the battlefield. He's given us a Holy Spirit for our guide, our GPS system. He's given us everything that we need to survive in this world while we're here, not a part of this kingdom. But he just said in Isaiah 30, 21, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So we've got to listen to his voice. He's not yelling with a megaphone. So you're going to have to turn off distractions. You're going to have to turn off uh, situations that, you know, you're hearing other voices rather than the Lord God. But you're going to have to. You're going to have to say, all right, Lord, I have your word. So so here's two verses. You have the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you have a flat, I mean, how amazing is that? When you, when you think about it and look at it this way. You have a flashlight in front of you. You believe his word. You speak his word. You confess it. Okay, I'm going this way. I'm going this way. But not only do you have something in the front of you that's going to help you get to where God has you, but you have a voice behind you that's also helping you that's going to say, make a left, make a right, go through that door, take that job, move there, do this doesn't have to make sense. And It didn't finish the Bible verse with, and it shall make sense unto thy, <laughs> unto thee. <laughs> and it, it didn't say that in King James. It just said, I'm going to be behind you. Here's my voice. Know it, understand it, and listen to it. Obey it, and you'll live in victory all the days of your life. Okay? And so, same. Here's our flashlight. We got help in the front. And we got help in the back. Never, never are we um, going to get, you know, uh, no help from all around us. It's like a one-sided thing. So you got help in the front. The word of God is a lamp unto your feet. And you got a voice behind you telling you where to go. So he's giving you definite opportunities to listen and to step out and do it. All right. So you feel lost, but God says he gives me direction. All right. Another lie. I feel worried. I feel anxious, I feel afraid, I feel thirsty. (laughs) But we know what God says. He says, I am a peace-filled person. I am a peace-filled person. Woman of God, a peace-filled man of God. I am peace-filled with him, though, with him, okay? So the enemy has said, you're worried. You're anxious. I'm afraid. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't know where we're going to live. I don't know how I'm going to have this job. I don't want to do what they're telling me to do. I don't want to be here. I don't want to, I want to, you know, I'm worried. So and so is traveling. So, you know, whatever makes, you, whatever worries you have, stuff will come to mind to you right now. But, and you're anxious. Where am I going to get this from? Is it really going to happen? Is God going to do it? Is this going to, you know, is this going to come to pass? Am I going to receive this? Am I? Am I? Am I? And He says, slow down. I've given you peace. It's a gift in John fourteen twenty seven. I gave you a personal gift with your name on the name tag. Why are you handing it to the world? I didn't give them a gift. I gave my child a gift. I gave you a gift. Why are you taking the gift with your name tag on it? Just like at Christmas time, you have a gift under the tree, your name's on it. Ted's not gonna hand me a gift and say, I bought you something and I'm gonna look over at, you know, Madeline and be like, oh look, it'd be like this, look, dad got me a gift, but it's for you. But no, but the gift inside is something that she doesn't even, it's not for her. So don't relinquish your peace for this world system. Don't relinquish your peace for what social media has to say, for what's going on, for whatever uh, identity that they feel like they're giving to you. Don't relinquish your peace from a gift that god gave you clearly in john 14:27, where he says i gave it to you and the world can't take it away they can't take it from you the only time they can take it from you is if you hand it over to them if you hand it to them then it's theirs but while it's in your hands and while it's yours and while you're walking in it they have no say and no rule over what God's given you as a gift. What a great feeling. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed in you, on you. So here's the key to staying in perfect peace. Here's the key. Trust the Lord and... Keep your mind, your thoughts. Don't let them escape. Negative confession, don't let it get and rot your heart. Keep your thoughts fixed on the word of God, on his goodness, on what he says about you. And that's what we're doing today. We're keeping our thoughts fixed on when I feel like I'm saying I don't have a purpose. What does the word of God say about it? When I feel like I'm worried, anxious, and fearful, what does the Word of God say about it? And that's why we're going through this today. When I feel like I'm lost, when I feel like I'm alone, when I feel like I'm no good, what does the Word of God say about it, okay? And that's what we have to do. Keep our thoughts fixed on Him. I'm gonna go through just a few more that I wrote down. When I feel unhappy, lots of people are so unhappy nowadays. They are so unhappy. They feel like um, people, I've met so many people, they need like an event to keep them in joy. It's like, okay. It's like they come down on a high, right? Um, It's like example, like, um, all right, so, you know, when you feel like, "I I just bought a house. I just bought a house. So now we're going through the excitement. I'm so joyful, I got a house, I'm moving in, everyone's making a big deal about it. I'm, I'm getting housewarming presents and okay. And then all of a sudden the dust settles on that. And there's people out there that's like, I need like the next thing. Oh, here's a good idea. Let's have a kid. I'm gonna have a kid because you know it's so exciting. Then I'm gonna get baby gifts. Then we get baby gifts, and I'm gonna get this, and I'm gonna baby shower, and then everyone's looking at me again, and I need this event to keep me going. And then it's like, oh man, it's my kid's birthday. I gotta have the biggest birthday party for them. I'm gonna spend thousands of dollars because I need everyone looking at me, and I need all the adults to come, and it's just an event. So that just examples there are like events people always need like to push them to the next feeling of joy to push them to feel happy I need something going on in my life I just I need to go shopping I need shoes shoes are gonna make me happy yes yes shoes do make me happy but I I I am not motivated by that and moved by it. They make me happy, but it's not like all of a sudden I'm starting to feel blue for the day and if I go shopping, I'm like, man, look at these shoes. You know, that's just how people are. It's like an event, a purchase, an item. They try to fill in the the, the void of joy with an item, with an event, with something that's going on. But when you feel unhappy, god says about you i am joyful and joy filled that's right that's right brooke so many people are never satisfied they rely on things of this world as their source of joy and it's true it's like i need somebody to approve my outfit i feel happy i i need somebody to give me you know if somebody didn't give you a word of encouragement for a whole day Would you, would you survive, would you like wake up the next morning alive? Like if not one person said, your hair is amazing, I love your ear, the smallest thing, I love your earrings. Oh, you have cool nail polish on. Like just a complete void of any type of an encouragement to you or compliment, would you survive? Or is that what your joy and happiness needs to have to survive And to feel an identity about yourself. Think about that for a second. If I didn't get one thing today, if not one person said boo-hoo to me about anything, would I feel confident in who I am? Or would I need one little thing to feed, like a drug? You know, drug addicts, they don't have to always have a lot, but it's a small hit. It's a small hit. So would I need a small hit of a compliment? Would I need a small hit of an encouragement to feel alive? No. So John 15, 11 says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. My joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. He's given us joy. We know in Nehemiah 8:10 it talks about the joy of the Lord um, is our strength. You want to feel weak and depleted? You're gonna feel. Um, you know, you you gotta get in joy. Joy is what's gonna make you feel strong. Joy is what's gonna push you to the next level. Joy is what's gonna push you to 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 take hold of the miracle that you're believing for. We have to stay in joy, and joy is a choice. It says in Psalm in it, it's uh, Psalm 16, I believe I, I think I quoted it wrong one time before. It was 116, but I believe it's Psalm 16, where it says, um, "In His presence is fullness of joy." You have to, um, yes, and and you should keep lifting. I don't know who wrote that, but yeah, you should keep. Uh, Crystal wrote, "I would be okay, but I do enjoy." Other people with compliments, uh, lifting other people with compliments. And of course, we we totally should. That was just a a moment where I wanted everyone to think for a second would you be okay? Because the majority of people would not be okay. So I want them to know that this is once again, if nobody else ever dealt with them, uh, would they be okay? And what brings you confidence is knowing who you are in Christ. And so the joy of the Lord is your strength and uh, he has filled you with joy. And like I said in Psalm 16, it's the presence. Being in his presence is the fullness of joy. So when you have something that's full, you can't have other things with it. It's full to overflowing, right? Right here it says, your joy will overflow. If your joy is overflowing... Just like if you took a cup and you're pouring in something and it starts to overflow. There's no room for air. There's no room for anything to be added. There's no room for anything else because it's overflowing. So if you stay in that constant joy overflow by a choice, by staying in his presence, by being close to God, then you're not going to have room. You can't be overflowing with joy and have room for doubt and fear, and insecurity, and worry, and other lies of the enemy that could come your way. There won't be room because your joy is overflowing. So when you feel unhappy, God says you are joyful and a joy-filled person. Woman, God, man of God. All right, a couple more. I feel worthless. These are things, I feel worthless. But you know what? This is what I I brought back at the beginning. Jesus died because you are worth it. He died because you are worth dying for. You know, as a parent, if I had to jump in front of something to keep my child safe, (laughs) I wouldn't even hesitate it because I have so much love for my earthly child think about the love that our heavenly father has think about the love of God that he sent his son to die because you're worth it John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only son it hurt him to see his son crucified he didn't say, "Well, I knew this was going to happen, so I have no feelings." He has feelings, love, compassion. He want, you know, joy. He has feelings. God has feelings, and so it hurt him to see his only son. But he knew the outcome. He knew that you were worth it. He knew that you were a prized possession. He knew that he could trust you in these end times. He knew that he could use you for the purpose of his kingdom. He knew that you would be a victor on this earth. He knew that you would walk in faith. He knew that you would walk in strength. He knew that he could trust you with the word of God to get other people to heaven before his son returns to earth. So he knew it, you are worth it. You are. You might not for this moment feel it. You might not feel like, you know, anyone has said anything good about me, anything. What am I doing here on earth? What, what am I good at? What am I, you know, but you are worth it. And if you believe anything else, you know, if, if you believe that you're not, you know, contact me after the broadcast and I will give you some more encouragement and verses because it's all throughout the Bible about how you are worth it and there's a purpose for you but if you believe anything that's contrary to the Word of God it's the lie of the enemy John 10 10 says the enemy the thief has come to kill steal and destroy but I have come to give you life and more abundantly so Jesus wants you alive for the purpose and because you're worth it. The devil wants you dead because he doesn't think you're worth it. So there's the lie. He doesn't think you're worth it. He wants you dead, John 10, 10. But God thinks you're worth it. He sent his son. And like I said at the beginning, if you were the only person that made it to heaven, he would be rejoicing and the angels would still be rejoicing just as much. Like the Bible says, if one person, the angels rejoice. So you are worth it, all right? And and, and every day, like I said at the beginning, you have to, it's going to sound weird because everyone's like, I don't want to look at myself that way. It's pride and... You know, if I start saying good things about myself, I'm going to get a really big head. But that that that's not it. We have to say good things about ourselves. We have to hear things come out of our mouth. We can't constantly criticize ourselves in the mirror. We can't constantly think I'm stupid or constantly think I'm ugly or constantly think I'm not good enough or I don't have this shape and I'm, I, I'm not good at this and I can't articulate well and I'm not a good speaker and I'm not good this. Because you will talk yourself out of so much that God has. Has for you and so much that uh, you know that that God wants to use you for because you've looked in the mirror you've listened to social media you've listened to the lies you've listened to what other people are saying and you're gonna have to speak good to yourself and it might sound weird it might sound you know oh this is so weird to talk about myself but he wants you to he wants you to feel strengthened and encouraged in your identity it hurts the Lord to hear you talk bad about yourself. He made you. He didn't mess up. He doesn't think the things about you the way you think about yourself. So you need to speak life to you. Life to your thoughts. Life to who you are. And the last one is, I feel abandoned. I feel abandoned. But you know what? God says you are chosen and you are adopted. You are chosen and you are adopted into the family of God when you got born again. It says in First Peter 2 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. There you are, your royalty, just like I said, a holy nation. I I love this part of the verse. God's special possession. A special possession. Do you guys have anything that is so special to you at home? You know, maybe it's like, kids, you can't touch this if it breaks, you know, or something that someone means a lot to you that gave you something and it's so special to you. I, I You know, I have something like that with my grandma. My grandma was um, so dear to me, My my dad's mom, like we had – a very 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 close bond and they had a farm in central Florida and they had this aerial uh, is I don't even think drones were the, around then but they had an airplane come over and they took these aerial pictures and they had this beautiful painting done of the farm and it was it's a greatest <laughs> Janine said her new base which is ordered so it should be there soon um, uh, you know, so it it has so many memories for me and it's so special. And when she passed, that was the one thing I wanted from her because the memories bring me so much joy and love. And it's like, man, I just was the best childhood with her and visiting her. So it's, it's a possession. I want to take care of it. It's in a special place in my house. You know, I'm not going to let uh, my kids walk around with Sharpie markers around it. Okay, so see, like, you have a special possession. You are God's special possession. He wants to take care of you. He wants to, to, to lift you up. He doesn't want to see you struggle. He doesn't want to see you, uh, you know, fail. He doesn't want to see you go through hard times. He doesn't want to see your heart broken. He doesn't want to see consequences come from bad decisions. He loves you so much. You are chosen and you are adopted into the family of God. And then it says that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. And so these are things that when you're feeling this way, when you've been drawn to social media, when you've been drawn to this is what I need to get me through the day, this is my fuel, we got to step back and say, wait a second. The only fuel I need is the Word of God. What does God say about me? You know, if, like I said, if you never receive another compliment, the Word of God is full of compliments for you. It's full of telling you how wonderful you are, how beautiful you are, how, how, how uh, smart you are, how full of wisdom you can be. Uh, so we don't want to believe the lies of the enemy anymore when you are feeling discouraged, when you are feeling like you can't go on, when you are feeling um, like you don't know what to do anymore, what is my actual purpose in life? Get in the Word of God. You know, a lot of us feel like, well, I don't know a lot of verses whatever happened to using google whatever happened to going on you know sometimes i don't remember where like a verse is but if i can type out part of the verse it pops right up don't feel like you can't search through the word of god you know google something say um i need scriptures on self-worth or what does the bible say about um you know fear and then it will just give you or Ask Google, give me scriptures on this and get started somewhere so you can understand who your identity is. So you don't have to believe I'm worthless. I'm abandoned. I'm unhappy. I'm purposeless. I'm alone. I'm full of anxiety. I'm full of fear. I, you know, I need a new name. uh, All these things that I feel rejected. I feel alone. We, We don't have to go through those things. We don't have to be a part of the lies of the enemy. In Jesus' name, thank you for each and every person watching, watching uh, live, listening on the replay, watching by the replay. I pray, Lord, that the word of God was delivered into their spirit, that they feel strengthened, that they feel if they were tormented in any way, that they feel peace. If they feel like they were struggling in a certain area, they feel like they have the joy, that they feel like they have uh, the peace about it, that they feel like they have a, a way out. Lord, our identity is found in the Word of God. Your Word is a lamp unto our feet. We're not gonna have to wander anymore. We're not gonna have to wonder what we need to do in life. For your Word, your Holy Spirit was given to us, given to us as a guide, given to us to let us know where we need to go, what we need to do, who we need to marry, what job we need to have. Everything doesn't have to be a guest decision, Lord. So Lord, speak to us today. For the people that are watching for prayer requests that they have, they're saying, Lord, what's my next step? What do you have for me? I feel like I'm kind of in a desert. I feel like I'm kind of in a dry place. I feel like I'm kind of in a place where I don't know what you have for me, what your Word of God says to me. Lord, light a fire in their belly. Give them wisdom and revelation of the Word of God, Lord, so they know who they are in christ so they've made a foundation on your word and the devil can't lie to them and the devil can't trip them up thank you jesus for the powerhouses that are watching in the name of jesus we are powerhouses in the kingdom We are strong in the Lord. We are strong and we live in joy because we have strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Say amen with me. Say amen. Let me see your emojis. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around with me today. Thank you for listening to this message. Thank you for being a part of what I do. Thank you for, I I mean, just... You guys being here is such an encouragement to me. I love you guys. I love seeing you on here. I love getting to meet you at the meetings. I, I love, love you guys like family, so I appreciate it. Um, make sure you are uh, back with me on Friday at two o'clock for another word and uh, we're gonna do trivia. We're gonna do Friday giveaways. We're just gonna have fun. Uh, but if you need anything else based on this message, if you, if you need any other type of direction, reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at Carolyn Shuttlesworth. You can find me on my website by email, carolynshuttlesworth.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. But, you know, I... I love to get back with you sometimes it might take me just a little bit of time sometimes you guys write me and I and I'm in the middle of something so I'll write you and say hey I saw this let me get back with you it just might not be a moment that I could sit down and type and there are some things you know that you guys ask and I'm like you know what Lord I I need you to give me an answer speak to me and let me get back with them but I will get back with you but thanks for for being here. I love you guys so, so much, and I will see you on Friday. Have a great midweek. If you got church tonight, make sure you get there, and I will talk to you later. Bye.